Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. Today, my very special guest is my longtime friend, Kate McVeigh, all the way up in Warren, Michigan. God bless you, Kate, and thank you for being a part of my podcast today. Well, thank you, Richard. It's good to be with you, and it's cold as usual up here in Michigan. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking you'll get summer probably sometime around June or July. <laughs> <laughs> you and my wife, Lindsay, and I have been friends for a long time. I remember when you used to come on Lindsay's program, Make Your Day Count, back when she had a cooking program, way back in those early days when we first met you. You were actually living in the Tulsa area at the time, weren't you? Yes, I was actually. And I think I was probably like 21 years old or something like yeah, that. You, you were very young. I know that. Now, you're, you're originally though a Michigan girl, right? Yes, definitely. Yep. I lived in Oklahoma, though, for 15 years, yeah. um, went to Bible school and, and, you know, Broken Arrow and then uh, moved back to Michigan in the year 2000. Uh, now, what you may not know about Kate is Kate was an outstanding high school athlete and had a state scoring record that lasted for how many years, Kate? Or is it still standing? Is the record it, the scoring still record standing. still standing? As far, as far as I know, it's still standing. Yep. So that's been a few years ago now. Uh, how many <laughs> points few- did you score? Oh gosh, I don't remember exactly, oh. but it was. <laughs> well, but it was high score. And, she uh, still holds a state record in the state of Michigan for points scored in a high school basketball game. But that wasn't the calling of God in your life. Athletics uh, was a part of your life, but it wasn't the call of God in your life, was it? No, exactly. You know, I had an opportunity to, um, you know, play college. I could go to, you know, play basketball. Um, college ball. And then I turned it down. You know, I turned down that opportunity because I really felt like God was calling me to the ministry and calling me to preach. And so I'm really glad that I followed God. You know, it it always pays to obey the Lord. And I've never regretted that, you know, because of course, God can fulfill you a whole lot more than sports. I mean, it was wonderful, but what a great opportunity to, you know, just follow the call of God on your life and follow after peace because he'll lead us into what it is he has for us. Okay. Now you're talking about uh, following the path of God in your life, but when did you actually come to the Lord? When did you accept Christ as your savior? I was 16 years old um, and a little bit of my testimony, you know, I was in classes for slow learners actually from the time I was in fifth grade all the way through high school. And one of the things I could never do was speak in front of people. I mean, I was so, believe it or not, I was very shy and I would get real nervous and things. And, um, you know, I, I just wasn't you know, your typical teenager that was struggling and having a hard time, you know. But then I heard the gospel for the very first time um, at 16. And Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth e. Hagen came to uh, my hometown in Detroit. And I, I answered the altar call. I gave my heart to Jesus. And I actually got saved wearing a Michigan State jersey, which somebody told me that's not possible to get saved wearing a Michigan State jersey. But anyways, I actually did, even though, you know, go blue. But anyhow, um, I gave my heart to the Lord and then everything began to change, you know, and I immediately felt that call of God to the ministry. And so I started preparing to, you know, move to Oklahoma and attend Bible school and you know, God is just so good because he will lead us and he will call us and he'll give us the wisdom, you know, and the direction. And in so many times, God calls us to do things that are way beyond what we could have ever imagined ourselves doing. And that's the last thing I would have ever thought of, that I would be preaching the gospel, someone who was so shy and had so many challenges. But God is good. 
Yes, he is. You actually worked very closely with Kenneth Hagin, didn't you, after you graduated from Bible school? I, I was blessed to really know him, you know, uh, getting getting saved under his ministry. And then he would call me up and, and I had the honor and privilege, you know, of uh, preaching for him several times in the Holy Ghost Crusades that he had around the country and different things like that. So, yes, what a blessing. Well, you are also a prolific author. And I guess one book in particular that is, has gone in hundreds of thousands around the world is your book on favor, as well as other subjects. Can you share a little bit about the books that you have written and, and maybe maybe what you're writing now or getting ready to write? Yes. Well, well, of course, my, my favorite book is definitely on the favor of God. It's called The Blessing of Favor. And probably the reason that it is, is because I, I struggled so much with um, you know, a lack of confidence and, and just that feeling of rejection. And I knew what would turn it around was the word of God. And so I begin to really meditate on the favor of God and I begin to see who I am in Christ. And so God blessed me to be able to write that book. And really it was me passing on the things that I had learned and, and how I grew in confidence, you know, and I, I just grew in what God had called me to do because of his favor. And I tell people, you know, one day of favor is worth a thousand days of labor. And God could do for you and I in one day something that would take us years to try, you know, try to accomplish on our own. And I know you know that because of your ministry as well and what you do and your dad, of course, um, you know, you could have never gotten to where you're at without the favor of God. And I know you know that too. So right. I'm so thankful uh, for God's favor. And I think everybody can walk in favor, you know, whatever it is you do for, for a living. I, I wouldn't leave my house without claiming favor every single day because it really does work. You know, the Bible says that God's favor surrounds us as a shield. So I always say, Lord, I thank you. I have that shield of favor around me today. And I always pray that people are going to bump into my favor shield today, you know, and so it's going to cause people to go out of their way and bless me. And, you know, it doesn't mean we're not going to have challenges in life. I think sometimes people think that, you know, if you have favor, you never have a problem, but it's not, a, it's not about that. But it's definitely knowing that the favor of God could do for you something you could never do for yourself. All right, now, you, you were able to come out of that with uh, the, the slow learning that you, you had involved when you were a kid and, and so on and so forth. But what would you say to a person, maybe someone who, who feels like they're a slow learner, feel like they've been rejected, feel like they, they have no confidence? You're talking about what favor has done in your life, but, but how do they take the first step to come toward God's favor? Yes, you know, that's a great question, because some of the things I did just as a young person, I would get all of the scriptures I could find. Um, you know, that it says in Isaiah that the Lord makes me of a quick understanding. And so I would begin to speak those scriptures over myself. You know, there's another one says, um, I have the mind of Christ, you know, so you just I would take all of the scriptures that promised me um, that I can learn that I, I was sharp, that that I'm a child of God. So because I am a child of God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so I begin to just meditate on those scriptures. And of course, I listen to great men and women of God preachers, you know, over and over all the time as a teenager, I would just just spend hours listening to the word of God. And that word will change you because, you know, we, we begin to see that we actually have the life of God in us. The Bible says we have the Zoe, the God kind of life living on the inside of us. So when we get saved, you know, that's who's in us. Greater is he who's in me. 
than he that's in the world. And so I just begin to speak all of these things. And over time, things begin to change. You know, it doesn't always happen overnight. But if you stick with the word of God, God will stick with you and it will change things for you and your life will change. So they're not just words that you're saying. It's not just, well, it's not just the power of positive thinking. You're actually ingesting the word of God and that actually becomes a way of life and a way of thinking. Is that right? Yes, 100%, because uh, it's great to be positive and all that. It's wonderful. Matter of fact, I played lots of sports with positive coaches and things, you know, but that alone didn't help me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the Lord who will help you. And so it's really meditating on God's word and believing and speaking out loud what, you know, what it is that, and who it is that God says you are. And so that's what made the biggest difference for me. And I, many times, you know, Richard, I did it by faith. So many times I still felt um, insecure at times. I still felt a certain way. But as I continue to believe what God said about me, all those things begin to change. When I first met you, that was back in the days, I think probably back in the 90s or so, when you first started coming, maybe even the late 80s, I'm not sure, when you started coming on Lindsay's program and teaching. And I knew that you're going to have a powerful ministry. Tell me about how you really got started in the ministry on your own after you, you, you left Bible school, after you were associated there and living in Tulsa, but then you launched out on your own all across the country and even outside of the United States. Share a little bit about how you got into ministry. Yes. Well, one of the ways for me, of course, after going to Bible school, once I graduated, um, I didn't know any ministers because I came out of the background. You know, I, I wasn't a church goer. I had gotten saved. And as soon as I graduated high school, I went immediately to Bible school. So here I was starting very young and I knew nobody. And so that's another reason why that favorite message is so dear to my heart, because I begin to pray for open doors that God would give me favor. And so I begin to just preach anywhere the door would open. I mean, if it was two people, if it was a prison, if it was a small Bible study, um, there was times when I would drive, you know, three days to get somewhere where there's just a handful of people. But I took every single opportunity that that, you know, was available to me. And I think you you don't start out big, but as you start out. And you just take those little steps and you you keep on trusting God and you pray for open doors. And boy, did I pray. <laughs> and so um, as I did that, you know, the doors begin to open. It seems to me you were a Holy Ghost opportunist. In other words, every time the Holy Ghost provided an opportunity, you took advantage of that opportunity. There you go. That's exactly right. Because I think so many times in, in ministry and also in business and other other areas of life, you know, people are waiting for the big break and they're, they think sometimes it's one certain thing. I, I have people ask me that all the time. What's the one thing that happened for you that was your big break? And I say, you know, it's not like the movies. It's not like Hollywood where you get one big break and everyone knows you or something, you know, but it's all the little things coming together, all just all the little things that God does through the years. And you just saying yes to this and yes to that. And it sort of grows from there. Well, as you look back on your life now, um, what would you, who would you say, uh, now you've mentioned Kenneth Hagin, of course I knew him very well as well, and he had a, a profound effect upon my life and my wife's life, but who are some of the other people that have mentored you? Uh, because it's so important for you to have elder statesmen and for me to have elder statesmen that are, that we look up to and that we have admired and those who have spoken into our lives. Are there others that speak into your lives? 
Yes, I've had several people through the years. You know, I think it's different in different seasons. You know, when I was younger, uh, of course, Kenneth Hagen and then uh, Pastor Hagen, Kenneth Hagen Jr. You know, he was a great inspiration to me as far as I learned so many practical things of ministry, of how to run your ministry in a practical way. So I, I learned through him, Joyce Meyer through the years, you know, especially in my younger years when I was starting out on the radio and things, she was a tremendous blessing to me and her and Dave, um, you know, they would support my radio ministry through the years, paid for many of, of, of the months of being on the radio and what a tremendous blessing that was. And of course, now there's a lot of pastors and people I know, but Bishop Keith Butler, you know, he's here in Detroit and um, he has been one of probably one of the biggest people as far as mentoring and just being a, a really like a spiritual father to me in so many ways. What a blessing. Now, you mentioned your radio programs. Uh, you've chosen primarily to have a radio ministry across the country. Uh, how can people tune in to watch you? Uh, give us your website. Give us information about the radio programs. So, so in case people are not aware of it, they can know where they can listen to you. Great. Yes. Thank you. We're like kind of on all over, you know, different places throughout the U.S. But if you go to my website, real simple, it's just katemcvay.org, katemcvay.org. And you can look up, you know, um, and just see the times and places we're on in your area. Well, you have a powerful ministry. I remember once you had Lindsay and me do, I think I think we did five radio programs with you in one day and we had a great time doing it. And you make it so simple. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's I think that's what uh, people need, right? They, they need it simple. Of course, I'm a very simple person. I have a simple background, of course. <laughs> well, I laugh about it a lot now, but uh, you know, if, if you struggled in school, you like things simple. And I found out something wonderful about God, you know, Richard, he's not that complicated. God doesn't make things where we can't understand them. He's, he's not making things hard for us. He doesn't make it hard to find his will for our life. And, and he doesn't make his word hard to understand. That's what I love about God. And we have a teacher. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher there is. And so if, if we have a problem or a situation, we can go to the word of God and we can find his wisdom there. And so that's one thing that I, I just love and appreciate about God and his word is that he makes it easy to understand. And I appreciate that about you too, Richard, because you're, you're so good at, at delivering the word of God in such an easy to understand manner but yet you learn something. And so that those are the kind of teaching ministries I really appreciate. Well, I tell people I give simple a new meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, uh, what would you say if I ask you this question, what do you wish you had known then that you know now? Oh, wow. That's a good one, right? That's a good question. I think maybe one of the things is um, I would maybe learn to be just a little bit more uh, trusting of, of God to know that he's on my side. He's going to work things out, um, that, that how faithful he is. I always believed that, but I've learned more to cast my cares on the Lord a little bit better. And so again, it's a simple thing, but I wish I knew more of it, you know, and, and I'm learning more as we go. Right. <laughs> now you, you got to know, uh, as I said, Lindsay and Kate and I have been friends for a long time and we kid Kate a lot because of her Michigan accent. 
And we do that because my wife, Lindsay, is also from Michigan. And when I met Lindsay, she, her accent was just exactly like Kate's accent. It's, it's what I call a Great Lakes accent. And I can always tell Kate when Lindsay has been on the phone with you because she picks up that Michigan accent again. I said, you've talked to Kate McVeigh today, haven't you? She said, as a matter of fact, I talked to Kate McVeigh. In fact, I talked to Lindsay a little while ago. I said, I'm doing a, a, a podcast with you. And she said, yeah, she's going to do an Instagram with me. So she's not going to be one-upped at all. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think you guys both have an accent, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you put the shoe on the other foot. Well, there you okay. go. That's right. That's uh, Kate, right. Uh, I'd like you to just take a moment and pray over the needs of people. And uh, there are many people that are watching and also listening uh, to this podcast today. And, and they may feel that they're, they're a slow learner. They may feel that, that they can't make it, that there's nothing in their life that's worthy. They may not feel like that they deserve to have a relationship with God, which, of course, is not true. But would you pray and then would you let me pray after you? Absolutely. Father God, we just thank you for each and every person that's watching and listening to us today. And Lord, I thank you that you're letting them know that you're with them, that they can do all things through your strength. And Father, I thank you right now. I pray for the favor of God to increase in your life, that you're going to come up a whole nother level in God's favor. And I pray that you'll be able to do things. You will learn quickly. God will help you and you will overcome every situation. I just pray for a increase of confidence on the inside of you and that you'll be bold and begin to do what God has called you to do in Jesus name. And I add my prayers to Kate's prayers. You, my friend, are valuable. You are worth the price that Jesus paid when he went to the cross to covet a new covenant in his shed blood for the remission of sin and also to, to have his back blooded and striped that you might be healed in every area of your life, in your spirit, your mind, your body, your family, your finances, your ministry, your business, your job, your relationships, your emotions, in every area of your life. I pray over you today and to know that you are a VIP to God. You are special to God. You are unique. You are irreplaceable. There is nobody like you. And I pray over you today. I dispatch angels to encamp about you and to keep you safe from harm and danger. And I plead the precious blood of Jesus over you today. Hallelujah. God bless each and every one of you. Amen and amen. Praise God. Kate, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Richard. It's always good to be with you, and I sure love you guys. I love you, too. You know, the invitation for that steak dinner at my house is, is still standing, okay? <laughs> you cook a really good steak, so I'm going to hold you to that. Well, we're looking forward to hosting you again. God bless you, Kate. And thank you for joining me today on Expect a Miracle. I'll see you next week with another outstanding guest. God bless. If you would like to support this or other outreaches of this ministry, please go to oralroberts.com. We believe when you give to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, your giving will be abundantly multiplied back to you according to God's word in Luke 6, 38.